Nothing nurtures the world above better than the soil below, and that's why I am so excited to introduce you to Coast of Maine. Coast of Maine is an organic soil brand that offers a full range of products designed to cover all of your garden and lawn needs. In years past, my vegetable garden, I neglected the soil and I didn't have much yield. If your soil lacks appropriate nutrients for success, your garden may not succeed. And so this year, I am so excited to cultivate the soil before planting the plants with Coast of Maine's organic products. Coast of Maine believes in nurturing relationships with local retailers, so next time you're at your local retailer, look for Coast of Maine products. Get growing. Visit coastofmaine.com to find a local retailer near you, coastofmaine.com. You're listening to episode 42 of the Sustainable Minimalist Podcast. You are listening to the Sustainable Minimalist Podcast, a show about living simply and sustainably with your family. Here's your host, Stephanie Safarian. Hi there. Most of us probably know that the products we buy to clean our homes are dangerous, right? Well, what if I told you that scented candles and bed sheets and most ingredients in our makeup bags are just as harmful to our health? Yeah, I know, right? It's scary stuff. We can't cover all these dangerous household lurkers today, but we can cover one category, and that's household cleansers. Today we're discussing the toxicity of the toilet bowl cleaner, of the drain cleaner, etc. And we're also following the dangers up with practical solutions. So today my guest outlines three of the most harmful products we all probably have in our homes and what we can replace them with. I love today's discussion because my guest frames her solutions from a health perspective, while I, as a sustainable minimalist, come on in and frame the discussion from a sustainability and environmental standpoint. My guest today is Michaela Preston of Mindful Mama. Michaela began her journey toward natural health 12 years ago, and in that time, she's really become a guru of sorts for moms searching for holistic solutions to everyday problems. Now, on today's show, Michaela references a few of her best DIY tips, and I've linked to them in this week's show notes. So if she says something that you find interesting, just head on over to the show notes, and it'll take you right there. This week's show notes are found at mamaminimalist.com forward slash 042, M-A-M-A minimalist.com forward slash 042. Enjoy the episode. Michaela, thank you so much for coming on the show. How are you? I'm great and happy to be here. Thanks. Why don't we start by you telling us all about yourself? Well, I am a mom of two boys who are now teenagers. In fact, one of them is now in college. He just left for college this fall, so that's been a big change in our lives. Uh, And I live in Minneapolis, and I've been married to my husband for many, many years, and we have a great life here. How did you find yourself interested in holistic health or natural living? (laughs) 
Well, it, it all started when I had my kids, which is a story I hear from a lot of people that read my blog. Um, you know, after having kids, you become just kind of hyper aware of all of the products that you're using and um, also the environmental impacts of things. Um, so that happened to me. And I started researching a lot of things for my own personal, out of my own personal interest. And and at that same time, and this was way back in 2006, at that same time, blogs were becoming popular and I was really fascinated with them. And I thought, hey, why don't I start a blog and start to share all of this information that I am researching for myself? Because I'm sure there are a lot of other people that are interested in it, too. So I started the blog and, you know, at that point it was really a hobby, but also just wanting to share the information that I had. Uh, and I had no idea where it was going to take me. Um, so again, this was back in 2006. And here we are in 2018. And over the years, the blog has led me down many interesting paths and I've learned a ton. Um, I got a, a book deal early on in my blog writing career and I have also had the opportunity to do a lot of consulting with brands and work for companies that were health and wellness related. So um, I've basically, I just dove into this area and have learned a ton and done a lot of interesting work along the way. Through all your research and through your 12 years of blogging and writing about natural living, what are some of the most alarming facts that you've found? What alarms me the most is that the products that we use in our lives every day and on our bodies and in our bodies are not really all that well regulated. I think it's a common misconception that the government is, you know, very carefully regulating everything that's out there, but they really aren't to a very high level. So, you know, the cleaning products that we're using every day have a lot of chemicals in them that haven't been tested. And that goes also for, you know, products we use, uh, personal care products that we put on our body and, you know, things like furniture and mattresses that we bring into our homes. So that is something that is has definitely been surprising and is really the focus of a lot of the education that I do on Mindful Mama. I definitely want to talk about the three most toxic cleaning products in our homes. But before we do that, just one more personal question. What does your home look like in terms of cleaning products and natural beauty products? How is your home and how are your choices different? Well, if you looked in my home uh, and looked under the sinks and in the cupboards, you wouldn't see very many of the conventional brands that most people use or that you might see on advertisements in newspapers or on television. I tend to use more naturally focused brands, and I also use a lot of products that I make myself. So under my sink, you would find brands that you might not be familiar with and also uh, glass or plastic bottles of products that I've made myself. Let's get right into the most toxic cleaning products in our homes. What's one of them? 
Well, um, what I like to tell people when it comes to greening their cleaning products is that, you know, you don't necessarily need to throw away everything under your sink and just start over immediately. That's, you know, kind of a stressful way of looking at it and not really affordable for most people. So what I like to recommend is that people start with the most dangerous cleaning products that you have in your house, which the ones that could have the worst health impacts. So one of those that I like to recommend first is oven cleaners. Traditional oven cleaners have um, a lot of caustic and yucky ingredients like lye in them. And they, you know, they're there to burn off the stuff in your oven. So they need to be powerful apparently, but it's just it's a really harmful chemical that you don't want to be breathing and you, I mean, you shouldn't touch it. They're really dangerous chemicals. So an easy fix for that is to do your oven cleaning with baking soda. And I use a little salt and you can use vinegar and then a lot of, um, elbow grease basically. But, you know, on my blog, you'll find some information about how to do an oven cleaning with natural ingredients and you can get the job done that way and avoid the harmful chemicals, which is really, I think, a really important thing to do. I will definitely link to your blog and especially your oven cleaning technique. But just a quick question, how much extra work is it to put in the elbow grease necessary to clean your oven if you're not using a chemical with lye? It's not that much extra work. I mean, it, you what you do is you you leave the, the mixture that you make to soak for a, a few hours, and then um, you just have to scrub it off. And it really isn't that much work. So I, I think it's a, it's a very um, doable solution and much better than breathing those fumes. And much better for the planet, too, because by doing so, you are not contributing to air pollution. Correct. Correct. Yes. Good point. And what I found, because I have used some of those chemicals in the past, and they stay in your oven, and it's horrible. Like, they don't, they stick around for a long time, and they don't smell good. So you know that those chemicals are still off-gassing, possibly into your food. Yes. There's a common misconception that cleaning has to smell a certain way, right? Like all these cleansers that are traditionally and commercially sold have a real smell to them. And we seem to think that if the house doesn't have that, we call it like a clean odor, then the house isn't clean. But really what we're smelling is toxic and harmful chemicals. Is that right? Yes, that's correct. So artificial fragrances have a lot. They're really just um, a mix of all sorts of different chemicals. And many of them are harmful. Um, phthalates are one of those those classes of chemicals um, that off-gas. And artificial fragrances can cause headaches. And they're just not good to breathe. Um, and yes, I think it's it's crazy that we've been trained to think that we need a house that smells in an artificial way for it to be clean. And what I found personally is that once I stepped away from those types of cleaners, I really didn't like them anymore at all. Um, I much prefer a very light fragrance from essential oils, you know, natural fragrances, than a chemically based, you know, fresh spring scent or something like that. Got it. 
What's another toxic cleaning product that we all probably have under our sinks? Um, another great example of a product I recommend avoiding is conventional toilet bowl cleaners. They contain hydrochloric acid and chlorine bleach, and those are both, you know, really bad to breathe. You don't want to touch them on your skin. If you have kids in the home, you don't really want to have these things available where your kids might accidentally get into them either. So for toilets, you can buy eco-friendly toilet cleaners. Um, there's, there's many of them available and they do a great job. I also have a kind of a fun uh, DIY on my blog for what I call fizzy toilet bombs. And basically they're a mix of baking soda and citric acid and a couple other things, including sen- essential oils. And they're like little pellets and they don't entirely clean your toilet, but they can freshen your toilet in between cleanings. And I like to throw a couple in there and they fizz up so you can see that they're doing some good work. And they're just a great alternative to using those toxic toilet bowl cleaners, which I highly recommend getting away from as soon as you can. On your blog, you list some alternatives, some eco-friendly green toilet bowl cleaning alternatives. What is the price differential for these green products? Do you know offhand? Um, They can be a little bit more expensive, but I find that, well, two things. One is that I believe it's worth it to pay a little bit more for something that's safer for my family. And that combined with making some of your own cleaning products can bring bring your prices down. But two, you can find things on sale also. So I'm always looking for sales and, you know, places to buy. I'll stock up if I see something on sale. So I, I don't think in the end that I really spend that much more money on cleaning products just because I'm going green. The third toxic cleaning product you list is drain cleaner. And what I love about drain cleaning is that you don't have to purchase a chemical in a plastic bottle. There is a really easy home remedy for cleaning clogged drains. Yes. Um, Actually, I've got kind of a two-part solution that I like to use. And one of them is if you have a, you know, a little bit of a backup in your drain, you can just try the good old uh, vinegar and baking soda solution, which is to pour baking soda in the sink and then drizzle a little uh, vinegar on top and it'll foam up like it does, like your little science experiment. And then pour a bunch of really hot water down the sink at the same time. And then if you've got some clogs, you know, some gunk in there, that'll help dissolve that naturally. But then if you have a bigger, a little bit of a bigger clog and that the vinegar and baking soda didn't work, you can buy a simple thing called a drain snake. And this is something that is inexpensive and available at a hardware store. And it's just like this little, it's like a little uh, metal or plastic snake that goes down your drain. And that can basically help get those larger clogs, like a bunch of hair or something might need to come out of the sink. So it's it's actually a physical way of getting, of cleaning your sink. And, you know, in unless you've got a really bad problem, you really shouldn't need to pour a bunch of chemicals down your drain. Got it. So what I hear you saying is you suggest getting rid of the three most toxic products first, which would be drain cleaner, toilet bowl cleaner, and oven cleaner. 
that's your first step. What would be a practical second step for moms and dads who are looking to get incrementally green? Well, what I like to suggest is just to replace products as they run out. So if your uh, bathroom cleaning spray runs out, then try to replace it with something greener and safer. Um, So every time something runs out, just take a look at it and think, you know, can I make this myself or can I buy a greener product? And on on my blog, I offer really both solutions to people. Um, I do have a blog post that covers a lot of the my favorite green cleaning brands. So that'll tell you some of the tried and true brands that offer safer products and more eco-friendly products. And then I also offer a lot of DIY, make it yourself cleaning product ideas on the blog. So, you know, not everyone is into doing that. Some people are like, nope, I'm not doing that. I need to know where I can buy something, you know, that I can put under my sink. But you know, the bottom line is there is a solution for everyone. And so that's what I tell people. You have so many good tips for moms and dads. What other tips do you have for us? Well, one of my least favorite cleaning products that are marketed to people is dryer sheets. And dryer sheets, I think, are just a horrible product that nobody really needs. Um, They make us think that we need them, but we really don't. So I uh, kind of created a solution for myself to use instead of dryer sheets that I wanted to share with you guys. And so instead of using a dryer sheet, what I do is First of all, when, I, when I'm doing the laundry, I put in, it, right into the laundry tub, I, I put in a scoop of like a kosher salt mixed with essential oils. I use lavender. And I put a scoop of that into the washing machine. And that, the salt helps reduce odors and soften the clothes. And the essential oils adds just a tiny bit of scent. Because I know that what a lot of people love about dryer sheets is the scent, apparently. Um, They want their clothes to smell good. So um, I will do that first step. And then my second step is in the dryer, I use, instead of a dryer sheet, I use reusable wool dryer balls. And before I put them in the dryer, I put a few drops of a lavender essential oil on the on each ball, and then I dry my clothes. So in the end, my clothes have kind of a nice, very light, natural lavender scent. And that, to me, is the perfect solution to yucky dryer sheets. Yes. Thank you for mentioning how yucky dryer sheets are. They are disposable, which is just generally terrible. And in the sustainability world, people swear that dryer balls work so much better. Would you say that's the case? Yes, I do. Um, They bounce around in your laundry and they kind of help fluff it up and keep the static down and they work really well. So I think everyone should ditch your dryer sheets and start using wool dryer balls right now. (laughs) The other uh, cleaning product that I think that uh, companies would love us to think that we all need is, it's not really a cleaning product, but it's air fresheners. And I just want to mention that, you know, that's another thing that is just a unnecessary product. It's basically spraying chemicals around your home to try to make it smell good. A better alternative is you can make your own, 
You could make your own spray out of a simple water and essential oil solution. You could diffuse essential oils through a diffuser in your home. You can burn um, like a beeswax candle, for instance, if you want, or simmer something on your stove. But there's a lot of uh, great solutions that are much safer than using those yucky air, air freshening sprays that everyone makes you think you need. I have a sort of smelly dog. And what I like to do is I like to sprinkle baking soda on my carpets where my dog generally likes to sleep, let it sit, and then vacuum it up. Would you say that is one of the more effective odor killers, in your opinion? Yes. Baking soda is a great odor absorber. So yes, that's a great solution. I um, don't have a dog, so I haven't, um, haven't done that, but that's a great solution. So no need for Febreze, those chemicals that come in plastic. Baking soda works just fine. Right. Absolutely. Michael, where can listeners find more of you? Well, I am online everywhere at Mindful Mama. It's M-O-M-M-A. And that's the name of the blog. And that's also my tagline on all social media platforms. Good for you for securing that name across all platforms. That's amazing. Well, again, this was back in 2006. (laughs) Good work. Michael, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your wisdom with us. I so appreciate it. Oh, you're welcome. It was fun to be here. I so hope you enjoyed that episode with Michael Preston of Mindful Mama. Be sure to check out this week's show notes at mamaminimalist.com forward slash 042 for all of Michaela's tips in written form. On next week's show, we are getting into the nuts and bolts of creating an ethical and sustainable and conscious wardrobe. I'll see you then. Take care.